0: back y'all listen i yes our social media stuff is like not doing well like it's just cons <laughs> it's it's just me and you like in our own <laughs> yeah. uh that's fine um but i have to ask right because we were talking in the car when you're watching something does screen size matter
1: 1000 percent. you think so well How close are you put if okay, so if you watch something on your phone, where is it? How close? How far? Like
0: right here. Not even not even a fucking foot, like seven inches away from my face. Because I I wanna say no and yes. Like, is it more the sound that makes the movie? Yeah. See, but this yeah. I feel like I'm leaning more towards like scary stuff. Scary because I remember watching The Haunting of Hill House on my phone and that car scene like oh. I was the more they argued the closer that shit got to my face and then she screamed and I flung my phone. Yeah. Um but recently like so I bought The Black Phone. Yeah. And I was watching it on my phone and like it still hits. But I remember watching it in the theater, and I was like, this is terrifying.
1: Actually, this is a good case in point, because, and I don't know if this is just for ambiance, but when I saw the 2014 Godzilla in theaters, that shit gave me goosebumps. Yeah. Because... But do you think it's the experience? I think it's the sound, the size of the screen, and the vibration. (sighs) Because when you first see Godzilla, because you know how they tease it? Yeah. When you first see him, like, step in front of the airport windows, I don't. I think it was just the sheer size of the screen that, like, it makes you in it. it yeah. Like, almost,
0: like, so it's like Nicole Kidman says at the AMC theater. Yeah. She's like, it's an experience for sure. Yes.
1: But, and I remember watching it, like, at home with my family. It didn't slap the, the same. On the big TV. It doesn't slap the same. And I think because the soundtrack is better when it's. Like, right up in your ear.
0: But do you think that that... Okay, like, I get it. I get that. But do you think that it it makes... It, that's the deciding factor of whether a movie is good or not? No.
1: It can't. It won't... I mean, nothing will ever be, like, the first time you see like, something.
0: I remember watching The Batman with Robert Pattinson in the movie theater, and I thought that that shit was fucking amazing. And then I put it on my phone, and I was like, I can't watch this right now. But I wonder if it's, like, what Javi says, because when you're on your phone, you still have other distractions. When you're in the movie theater, you're forced to sit there. Yeah.
1: That's why I don't like doing shit when watching a movie. So, I don't know. That's why I'm like, I don't know how you can work and watch things, because... And that's really, like, where I gauge how
0: good a movie yeah. is. Because if I keep finding myself stopping what I'm doing to watch a movie... That shit must be good. Mm. But if you can't pull me away from it... And I also have, like... I really think I need to go get checked. Because I think I have
1: ADHD. Say it again. What do you mean? Say that again. I think I have ADHD. For the people in the back. (laughs) Because don't I also think that?
0: It's so... Like, when I'm reading... I cannot read unless I have music in the background. And it can't be TV. It can't be other people. It has to be music. And when I'm watching a movie, I shit you not. I almost want to put music on so I can focus.
1: Because I can't. See, that's actually interesting. So you need it to focus? Yeah.
0: Like, I don't, I don't understand. Like, Unless the movie has sucked me in or the show has sucked me in, which lately I've been having a really difficult time doing that, but I also have like other things happening at the same time, but I concentrate best on whatever I am doing Hmm. when I am playing music, Hmm. whether I'm writing, I'm watching something, I'm reading. This is
1: true a little bit, but for me, I can't, maybe it's because I work with words. So if I'm proofing something, I can't listen to music because so it's you jarring. So just, you just
0: sit there in silence?
1: Hell no, girl. Oh. I listen to instrumental music. Oh, okay. Uh, it just... Oh, but I've done that too. Like, I, they have the playlist on Apple Music. So if I'm doing anything, but I'm like, yo, this shit's too quiet, I'll put on instrumental. Yeah. Like, if I'm crafting or... Sometimes writing because sometimes when I did write, <laughs> yeah, it would put me in the mood like for something. Yeah, but I can't see. And
0: now recently, because of my side project and what it entails, if the music isn't going along with what I'm writing, it's off. I mm-hmm. can't do it either. Yeah. So I'll usually like if I'm if I'm writing a particular part, I'll have the same song on repeat because that's the vibe that I need. When I'm reading, it doesn't matter. But even, like, when I'm watching TV, like, and the thing is, the sad thing is I watch it on my phone. Like, anything that I watch, it's on my phone. If it's on the computer, I'm on my phone doing something else. I'm not paying attention. It's almost like I cannot focus on the dialogue on the screen unless I'm scrolling through something. Or even trying to read. It's the dumbest shit. Like, I don't know what's wrong.
1: I wonder if it's... So, if you say ADHD, right? Yeah. I wonder if it's because your body needs, like, a lot of stimuli in order to feel safe. I wonder oh. if that's, like, a thing. Like, you can't just have one thing that's stimulating no. you. You need, st- like, multiple.
0: Which is so bizarre because the second that you put hands on me, I'm overstimulated. Yeah. So, maybe it's just, like, sound stimulation. Yeah.
1: Yeah. This like, is probably like
0: why I enjoy going into the emergency room so much.
1: Why? Because it's chaotic?
0: It's so relaxing to me.
1: Because there's a lot of noise? There's
0: a lot going on, yeah. yeah.
1: I feel like, I feel,
0: oh my god, I'm having a revelation. Hippity. I am like the most focused when I'm in an emergency situation. Like, I. that's where I feel secure. Like, I just have, I, I I feel very sure of myself. So when I go into the emergency room, like, all my senses are heightened, yeah. but I feel like I'm on track. Or if there's, like, a code going yep. on, I'm, like, focused. If I'm in the lab and I'm processing, like, I have the computer, the phone, I have my own computer, music is going on, and it's still, like, I still seem to lose focus and I can't concentrate on one thing
1: yeah there's there's That's definitely bizarre there's science behind it so i screen size i think does matter i think it does i said no at the beginning but i think it does because i feel like especially for something like haunting of hill house when they have ghosties popping up yeah and they could be like a very small or quick thing yeah i feel like a bigger screen you, you miss could see, that on a small yeah screen. And I wonder if it's the same
0: thing, like because the whole stimulation thing that you said. So, like, when you go to the movie theaters to watch something, because everything is so big and so loud, all my stimulus is like being.
1: And you have that, the vibrations too. On the seat. Yeah. So oh you my have God. the feel, the ears, the eyes are being stimulated. Yeah. Holy shit. Yep. And if you're eating, you're also being stimulated that way. Oh my God. It's like a whole. Th- yeah. That's what, I, that's what I think is happening. I need to but get checked. I know. It's okay, so you get checked. What are <sighs> they going to do? But
0: then I wouldn't want to go on meds either, because I feel like that would kill my creativity. That's what I'm saying. But I need to be able to focus. So,
1: when I went on my anxiety meds, I feel like my writing ability just...
0: And then I would do edibles, share. but Jesus Christ, I'd probably fucking come up with a character who has antlers and fucking bat wings. Like, I don't Actually, need that shit. <laughs> It'd be a whole Dr. Seuss fucking trip, bro. Like in this day and age, that's
1: so. Dr.
0: Seuss meets Sarah J. Moss meets Stephen King. Her
1: face. <laughs> that's like Guillermo del Toro. World. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh. it's like Pan's Labyrinth. Ooh, yeah. Oh god, that's good shit though. That's not
0: what I'm trying to write.
1: <laughs> I'll write it for you.
0: Oh god. Uh, speaking of um, books, so like I said, I have not been able to concentrate on much. Um, so, like, the two things that I did watch, I didn't even finish, but I did finish two audiobooks. They're both, um, novellas, so they're just a little bit over two hours over. Um, I'm not gonna lie, I only listened to this audiobook for one reason and one reason (laughs) only, (laughs) and that was V.O. Arrows. Who, if you don't know... Well, if you don't know, just look him up on Instagram or on um, TikTok. Just, he has a lot of like voice, like voice, sounds and stuff like that. Um, he is a voice actor. I also follow him on some other things. Uh, he's a gamer, but um, mostly known for his voice acting. He has a very low voice. It's very broody. Um, but this motherfucker mm. reads smut. Oh. And I'm not talking like your basic narration. I'm saying like he's acting out every sigh, moan, and grunt. Yeah, and <laughs> I can't. I almost crashed my car because yeah. I I listened to. So the book I'm talking about is The Four Leaf by Li Quo and it's him and this other lady. Oh God, what's her name?
1: It's That lucky it's, bitch.
0: It's Jacqueline... Fuck. That's her name? No. <laughs> asshole. It's... Hold on a second. I literally was like, what the fuck? Jacqueline Kelso and V.O. Arrows. So I listened to the Four Leaf, and it's basically like... Like I said, it's smut. But it's it's about... I can't even remember their fucking names because, honestly... A man or a woman. It doesn't even matter. It takes place in Boston during St. Patty's weekend, right? See, that's St. Patty weekend. So, they're, like, childhood friends, and at 11 years old, she felt like she was friend-zoned. Little did she know. um, It goes from both points of views, from one to the other. Oh, her name is Samantha, and his name is Adrian. That's what it is. There you go. So, it goes from Samantha to Adrian's point of view. More Samantha's than his... um, but basically it's her like crushing on her best friend but thinking like I got friend zone so I'm just going to leave leave it be and then from his point of view it's like this whole time he's been like into her and now it's just getting harder and harder to put that like aside right wow and he plays a sport i think it's football but they never specifically say um what like he's famous for okay cuz i think it's like uh i don't think he's in the NFL but it's, like, low, a little bit lower than that. So he's definitely, like, a hometown hero. Got you. All right. Now, the interesting... I don't want to say what interesting, but, like, the thing in this book is that he has a primal kink. And mm. it all started when they were kids, and they would play either hide-and-seek or catch. Which, like... Eh. Is that where this stems from? Probably. Because he's literally chasing her in the middle of the woods and then tying her up. And I was like, oh, my God. And literally, like... I could have played a porn video in my car and you wouldn't be able to tell a difference between yeah. the porn video and the the ebook that I was listening to. Uh-huh. I was like, what in the living shit is this?
1: The erotica book industry has been fucking sizzling. I didn't know. Because of TikTok. Because. But. but, but, but <laughs> <laughs> It,
0: it, it's one thing to, like, just read it. Like, I remember listening to the smutty scenes in Sarah J. Moss's stuff. This ain't it. They're, so there's, like, a point where he's, like, I'm nipping and kissing on the inside of her thigh, and he's literally making the sounds. I was like, th- that's a lot. <laughs> that's a lot. So then, of course, um, I went onto his website, and I find out that he's got, like... Two other books, two or three other books that he's narrated or, or acted out with the same lady, mm. Jacqueline Kelso. And one of them is? Scream for Us by Molly I,
1: Doyle. I gotta read this shit. And
0: this takes place during Halloween and it's a girl that's at a Halloween party and I think she's older. Like there's, so Molly Doyle put this thing out. If you're here for a story, turn around and go back. There's no story here, babe. This at is least just she straight knows. up fucking. At this least is she knows. Straight up reverse harem fucking. This is what we're doing. So I wanted to see. So he had done these first with Jacqueline Doyle. It's this one, and then there's another one that's called Melt for Us, which takes place during like Christmas. No. But it's the it's the sequel to Scream for Us. So the <laughs> I didn't okay, listen. I went into Scream for Us for the voice actors. Yes. I stayed for the characters. Because, which were listen, <laughs> it was this chick, right?
1: Did you finish, by the way?
0: Yeah, I did. And it was three dudes. On Halloween, one of them was dressed as Ghostface, the other one as Jason Voorhees, and the third one as Michael Myers. And they kept their costumes on for almost the entirety of this fucking novella. And I was like, this is literally one of the best things. And, like, all sexy shit aside... It's it's honestly like Jacqueline Kelso is so fucking good at faking an orgasm. Mm. And then Vio Arrows voiced all three men in total different whether it was like the 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 how low his voice was, how gravelly it was, how soft it I was just like, I can't believe this is the same fucking dude. Yeah. Like, this is blowing my mind. That's why he's a
1: voice actor.
0: And it's like, if you think that, like, just reading these books is doing something to you, when you're...
1: I have to go to the bathroom
0: and clean myself up. Because I was like, oh my god, this is so embarrassing. But it was so fucking good.
1: That's But that's how you can tell that it's fucking good. I was like, holy shit, this works. Yeah.
0: But I was like, oh my god, this is too much at the same time. And it's like, I tried to listen to Melt for Us, but it... It wasn't hitting the same because, this is going to sound fucked up, but the the main character, she goes into, like, her trauma, and they suddenly went from being, like, these really three scary ghouls to, like, three guys who are still kind of ghouls, because they're murderers, by the way. They kill people. Dude, all the trigger warnings. Every single one of them. Just Mm -hmm. slap them on this thing. So they went from being... She was like, I just want this for, like, one night. And I was down. If it would have ended at that one night, I would have been fine. But it came back with, like... So at the end of Scream for Us, she goes to leave. And the guy that was dressed as Jason Voorhees was like, oh, does... They eventually give him names. But he's like, oh, does Ghost know that you're leaving? And she's like, no. Like, we only... Like, the deal was for one night. And he was pissed. He's like... Don't let him find out. Like, this is going to fucking break him. So she leaves. And then when you pick up Melt for us, it, it's, she's like in school. So she's in college. But she's, I think, sat down to either study or have coffee or something. And Ghost shows up. And he's like all disheveled, bags under his eyes. Like, it took everything in him not to come and find her. They take her away for Christmas in some cabin. And they suddenly become like, like, they're still dangerous, but they're, like, sweeties. And I'm like, I I don't know why this kind of ruined it for me.
1: How fucked up is that?
0: I think it's because it's one of those things where, like...
1: Like, we want the killer, but we don't in real life because... because no, I don't even know what to do with that. Yeah. I wouldn't even know what to do with but that. But I love how that's so sexy to us in writing (laughs) yeah like we want the possessive asshole who disrespects us all the time but it's like
0: bitch what the fuck did you say to me i'm gonna knock your teeth out yep um (laughs) i think what happened here between these two books is that the fantasy bubble was bursted Mm. do you get what i'm saying yeah Like, or it's like when you experience something for the first time and it was so fucking wonderful. So you go back, but it just doesn't hit the same. So it kind of ruins it for you. Yeah. I think that's kind of what happened here.
1: Yeah, Sounds like it.
0: Yeah. So I was just like,
1: "Mm." I'm still, I'm going to download a free trial of Audible and I'm definitely going to listen to fucking scream. Just
0: just do that one. Don't do the don't do the other one. I still have. I'm only like halfway in. I'm like, oh, I have an hour and a half left. So I've only listened to like 30 minutes of it because I'm just like I can't get into this again.
1: Yeah.
0: I don't know. But um I was gonna say something else, but I forgot. I I anyways, um if you're into audiobooks and that's your fucking bag, the four leaf was great and scream for us was delicious. There's no other way to describe it. Just And VO arrows, just fucking go find him on social media. Uh, Jacqueline Kelso, go find her on social media. They're fucking great. Um, the authors were Lee Quo and Molly Doyle. Okay. Fucking great.
1: You ready for something completely different? Jesus Christ. Mr. Ronald Malfi! Yes, your favorite dude. Yeah, I love him. He's like, I don't know why, but I discovered him at the same time as Anya Alburn. Yes. So I kind of like put him in the same category, but not really because they are they do have totally different styles. But Ronald Malfi, he came up with a new book this year called Black Mouth. And I was like, strange name. Okay. Is that the
0: one that you picked up when you were with
1: us? Yeah. Okay. Um. So, and again, group of friends. Very Stephen King-ish. Okay. But I don't want to like compare him to Stephen King because he's totally different. His he's own- his own yeah. thing. Um. So it's it's a trio of friends. And Jamie Warren is our mc uh he has some him some of his own demons he had a traumatic childhood um he had uh he has a disabled older brother and meaning um mentally not physically okay um so (laughs) he like they live with his mom and his mom was not the best so he kind of bailed on them Mm -hmm. and he what are you watching
0: oh it's a trailer for lost I don't know. I I pulled oh. up IMDb to look oh, up
1: one okay. of the movies just to be ready. Um, so it's so funny because I'm reading the synopsis and I'm like, "Yo, this is so like vague."
0: <laughs> oh really?
1: But um, oh, because
0: that book was like a, the hefty one, right? How how big was no, the book? It was like, oh, which book were you reading? That was huge.
1: Oh, that was a Clive Barker book. Oh, okay. That was Cold Heart Canyon. That's that's another story.
0: Mm. Um, I think we talked about that already. So it was
1: like Jamie had. An abusive father, um, who would like obviously beat up his mom all the time and him. So him and his brother would always walk around eggshells, but they were also each other's protector. Mm-hmm. And his dad, they had like a barn in the back, and so his dad was always out drinking. And he remembers seeing like firelight, like inside, or like light coming from the barn. Okay, it, and this is he was just a kid, and he finds a um, a man in there had a little fire started, and he's like completely nude, and he's like, "Yo, bro, you got any food for me?" So he brings him food, and the dude is like, "You want to see a magic trick?" He's like, "He he's was like naked, a... um, uh, because his clothes were drying, because they were." He was like, "It was a storm, <laughs> oh, whatever." Okay, but like that's his first introduction to the strange man, and
0: then the naked strange man says, "Do you want to see a magic trick?"
1: Yeah, and he does a magic trick. Whenever right? things come out. <laughs>
0: I wasn't wrong? No. Oh, oh you scared me! <laughs> oh my
1: god! <laughs> no, 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 no. Nothing like that. Oh my um, god! So, but, it. it so he had, they, he, uh, it's so hard to explain because it's obviously a lot. Welcome
0: to the starter show. Yeah. Because that's all we're doing So today.
1: basically, Black Mouth, as the title of the book is, it's a part of the woods, like, in their town. And it's, uh, it's just kind of like old... They were old mine shafts, right? And, but they're all underneath. And so it's like this little, I don't want to call it a valley, but it's like a little dip in the ground where all the mine shaft mouths were open. Okay. Like the start of them. All right. But they had collapsed, so it was just like the openings that were still there. So it looked like a black mouth. like okay. That's where it came from. Oh
0: my God, I'm so scared.
1: No, but no, don't be. But that's later when they were kids, that's where the... Magician, what they called him, would hang out and he would be like, you know, I can teach you guys how to do magic tricks. So he was teaching them how to do like sleight of hand, all the usual stuff. But they knew that he had like real magic because he like made a dead cat come, come to life or whatever, like right in front of them. So he's like, if you want to have real magic, then we need to make a sacrifice and in the like by in this well. And then you can have this real magic. So he's basically, like, forcing kids, these kids, to, like... If you want... If you want to be one of the chosen, you need to kill your friend. Or you need to kill your brother. Or you need to kill this person. Uh Uh-uh. Yep. So, obviously, they didn't do it. And they ended up... uh, He, like, forced them to burn... So who did he kill
0: to get his magic? We don't know. Oh.
1: But... It's funny so that was when they were kids but this is like told present day and a girl had been murdered by her friend and the friend was like yeah this dude in the woods told me to kill her and I would be special. Yo, girls ain't shit. So it was like <laughs> so it was like the magician had come back. Oh my god. And so then he like reconnects with his two friends and um, oh, one of them see is a girl where you're getting a boy. Stephen
0: King vibes.
1: Oh yeah. So um they basically Are pulled back to their hometown um jamie is like back with his brother the his disabled brother who does have a connection like he was the one that was closest to becoming good with the magic let's just say oh god and uh it it was all just so beautifully well written and it's very well rounded there is an amusement park connection here so how how big is this book like 400-ish pages. Okay. Let me see. It might actually say it right here. Nope. Just kidding. It doesn't. Oh, yeah. 400 pages. And it was just released this July. So I gave it four out of five stars. Wow. My review just said, Malfi, you're a cruel man. Um, because it was just... It was one of those stories... It's hard to explain because there's just so many different facets. Mm-hmm. That's basically the gist of it. But I... Ha- ha- it, y'all like spooky shit? This is and it. If you do like... If you do like Stephen King, I mean this is like his bag, so it's in that same yeah vein. Highly recommend anything Ronald Melfi. He's so he's just good. I have a question. What's your question?
0: I you know how like I've been having trouble picking up um a quarter silver flames? Oh yeah? I think I realized why.
1: What and I that? need
0: you to tell me if this is a thing or not, if this is a preference of yours or not. But I picked up um, AJ Vrana's um, The Hollow Gods. Mm. and Which I own, but not have read. So, like, the only reason why I bought them was for the fucking cover art, Ugh. to be quite honest. And she was another one that, like, I hit up. Well, not hit up, but, like, I commented on one of her story posts. And she wrote back. And um, I was, like, there was, like, a small conversation going or whatever. But I have... I'm having a difficult time getting through it. And it's not that the story's not good, because the story's really fucking good. You want to know why I'm having a hard time, I just realized? Are you comparing it? No. It's in third person.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: And I don't think I, remember, I
1: like that. I, rem- I remember now like, when we talked about this.
0: How do you feel about that? Like, is that... Because you know why, too? I think... it is Anya Al- Alborn's brother in third person? I think it is. It is, yeah. And I
1: can't finish that either. That's very interesting to me, because I mean I've always read both kinds. First, se- even second with you, Caroline Kepnes, um, I and third. I can't. I can't finish. Maybe it's because all the books that you picked up were first person. Like, they
0: have been.
1: Yeah. So third just seems weird to you? So,
0: like, when I... I remember reading A Court of Frost and Starlight, and I, I was like, I hate that this is in third person. But I got through it because the Sarah J. Maas obsession was there. Yeah. And then I went to read Nesta's book, and I'm like, God damn it, this isn't third person. And like, I didn't even realize I was complaining about that until I picked up the Hollow Gods, and I was like, this is in third person too. Like, I I don't like this. Why don't you like it? I don't know because it's t- it's someone else telling me a story. Yeah. Like I would rather read about Kai. I don't even know how to explain this. This is so stupid. So the first time you meet Kai in the Hollow Gods, right? He's It's described that, you know, his skin was like burning and stuff like that. But you're not in his head. Oh, God. There That's it is. That's what it is.
1: Yep. Because in third person, sure, they can insert thoughts. The author. It's not the same. But it's not in their own voice. No. Well, Well, excuse me. It could be. But you want the, this is what I'm feeling. This is exactly what I'm thinking. This is my perspective. This is
0: almost like, I rather you tell me a story about you than me hear it from someone else.
1: I think that's what it is for you. Holy shit. Yeah.
0: And from what I hear, Crescent City, also in third person. A lot.
1: Most books are in third person. Oh, God.
0: It makes me so itchy. And I'm trying to get through Hollow Gods. And let me tell you something.
1: Not a big book. Look at yeah. my phone is recording what we're saying. Why? What the fuck?
0: Is your Siri your your peasant Siri freaking out? It, uh, oh, it's mind. Bixby. Uh, it's what? <laughs> oh my god! Bixby? No. This book is 300 pages, and the chapters are anywhere between four and five pages.
1: Yeah, okay. And
0: it takes place, it's like from three people's point of view, it's Mason, Kai, and Maya, I think it's Maya, M-I-Y-A, Maya? M-A-Y-A? Yeah,
1: Maya.
0: No, M-I-Y-A. Oh, Mia? That's where I'm like, I'm reading it as Maya.
1: Whatever. Same diff. But
0: they're wicked short chapters, and it's three people's POV. And there are ghosties and demons involved. And I'm just like, I'm nine chapters in, about 50 pages in, and I'm struggling. And I was like, oh, maybe I'll just desensitize myself by reading like the ha- the chaos series. Mm. And then I can go and read Silver Flames. And then I was told that fucking Crescent City is also in third person. I was like, I, I might not be able to read
1: this. I find that very fascinating because I love first person. It's fine. But, like, so right now I'm reading Den of Vipers, and it's it, even though they put the person's name at the beginning of each chapter, I still got to remind myself who the fuck is I? Who's talking here? Like, cause it's, oh, because it's to... first person every chapter, but it's a different character. So it's like,
0: yeah, there's five characters. I was in his head, one. now I got to be in his head. So yeah.
1: It's...
0: See, but if it had been written in third person, I probably would have never read it.
1: That's very interesting to me. And I just
0: realized that Brother is in third person and that's one book I never got to, I never finished it because I can't, I can't get into it.
1: That is so fascinating.
0: And I I know. And I don't understand why Moss would write the first three books of her series in first person and then switch to third person. I wonder if Throne of Glass is in um, third person. I don't know. I'm fucking confused. I don't understand what my issue is. Maybe I need to really go see a therapist.
1: <sighs> uh, I mean, I think you're fine, but I think that's just your perspective. That's just, I mean, your um preference. Yeah, that's really annoying. Like how I prefer I'm gonna, scary over romance. I'm gonna like, miss out on so many books because of that dumb shit. I know.
0: I'm I mean, so that's mad.
1: A, well, that's why the books that you write are in first person. It just makes
0: sense to me. I, know, but I think like, it hits harder when it's in first person. No? How the fuck would I know I've never finished a book in third person?
1: <laughs> no, I don't think you're wrong. I think it's because you, you're right. You are like you're you're thinking, you're in their head. I feel like I'm what going through it with you. Yeah.
0: Rather than like this should happen and someone is telling me about it.
1: Yeah. It's so bizarre. I still visualize it the same way though, man. Oh
0: then maybe it's just my fucking stupid brain. Like
1: I'm trying to think of so when I'm reading a third person, it's I'm picturing two people. Yeah, right? you're watching it from the outside. But if it's I, you're it's shifted. So it's the person in front of you and you're seeing out of the eyes of the MC. Right. Or whoever is speaking.
0: Yes. But it's also very much like, oh, First person to me is like, you're going to go through this with me. You're going to be right here with me going through it. Third person is like, I'm at the coffee shop with someone telling me the story that happened. Yeah. Like, you're telling me after the fact.
1: Maybe you haven't read... I don't know. Because there are some authors who will be very detailed about what their and I'm, characters thinking. I'm
0: going through the roller decks of books that I've read, and they've all been in first person. The Harry Potter series, first person. Sadly, the Twilight series, first person. The Fallen series was first person.
1: You've read a lot of first persons.
0: Any book that I've picked up, even, even S- S- Lee Bardugo is first person. Mm-hmm. Six of Crows is first person.
1: It is. Is it? Yeah, because it's Kaz has his own, Jasper has his own. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. What's wrong with me? Nothing. You just prefer first person. I don't, I don't really feel. I just, I've never heard of that being a thing. like, I it's feel like. It's just a preference. As we keep saying, like I said, I do scary. I don't. I prefer it. I don't like romance. You like romance. You don't like scary. It's
0: not that I don't like scary. It's just I think that every scary book that I've encountered is third person. Like now that I really think about it, except for no, that was third person. Hmm. There was there was a Stephen King book that I read in middle school, and it was a, Eyes of the Dragon. No. It was a little girl that got lost in the woods, and she was obsessed with baseball. Tom
1: Gordon. Um, Yes. Yeah. Third person. The girl who loved Tom Gordon.
0: Yes. Third person. But that was in school. I'm so fucking confused. I'm going to have to really go through all my shit, but I'm pretty sure every single one of them is first person. Why?
1: I've read a, a whole slew of all different perspectives, so I guess that doesn't matter to me, as long as the story's good. Maybe I should give you some. Maybe I should be like, this is so out of the realm you, of what you like. But you gave me Anya Alborn.
0: And it's not that I wasn't enjoying Brother. It's that it bothered me. And I didn't realize until the other day. That's why. It it literally just hit me the other day when I picked up the Hollow Gods. Yeah. And I was like, I don't like that this is third person. And then it, I was like, wait a second. Silver Flames is in third person. Mm-hmm. I was like, wait a minute wasn't Anya Alborn's also in third person? And it just fucking hit me. I was like, oh my god. Because it's not like I'm getting any lack of detail, really.
1: You just like to fight the good fight along with the person. I guess. What happens if, though, the MC who, in first person, is a serial killer? Like, you're you're there with them? Okay, so, like, Kai kinda is. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. Or even in... I like psychology better than anything else, so. I just, you know, I find these things out about
0: myself. Like, I learn these new things, and then I have an existential crisis. And I have to revisit <laughs> everything I've ever done to give myself, like, just to know myself better.
1: Yeah. But it, I was going to say, it's a, it's a good reflection oh, for you.
0: But then that's going to have to be a thing now when I go bookshop. Is this in third person? Because I don't do third person. But it's such a great story. Yeah, but I can't get through it. Uh, maybe I should try the audio book. Oh, it fucking, uh, fucking, uh. The Dirty Job. A Dirty Job. That was third person. And I felt yeah, like I also hated racist. it.
1: racist. <laughs> what?
0: Oh, my God. So bad. But I also did the audio book. And the audiobook didn't bother me so much.
1: Like, I was okay with the audiobook. So maybe read one of those that are Scream in third. Scream for Life
0: and The Four Leaf are first person.
1: So either we I say do brother or do Hall of Gods and audio and see how I it don't, differs.
0: I don't think she has that in audio. She's an independent writer. Oh. I'll try brother.
1: I'll try brother and see how that goes. Or any of her other stories. But I really because, want to finish Brother. Yeah. Because that one's a heftier story than her others. Meaning like Dark of Trigger. <laughs> yeah, Trigger Waring. That's fine.
0: I don't it don't bother me. But I was just like, what the fuck is this?
1: Anyways, that's very interesting.
0: Speaking to me. of trigger warnings, so that show on Netflix, "The Devil in Ohio," don't watch it. So I've heard,
1: and it's with Emily Deschanel, which I do like her, um, not as much as her sister, but
0: no. Um, so it's a it's it does say miniseries, so I'm thinking this is this is it. It's just the done. one season, yep. yeah. Um, when a psychiatrist child... <laughs> what? shelters a mysterious cult escapee. Her world is turned upside down as the girl's arrival threatens to tear her own family apart. I already hate this summary because you don't know she's a part of a cult until, like, episode four.
1: So why did they just spoil it in the synopsis? they did.
0: Um, This got a 5.9 out of 10. Uh, Emily Deschanel, Sam Yeager... Uh, there wasn't a Madeline lot of faces. Arthur is the girl that's in the show. I've seen her in other things before. I don't honestly, I don't recognize anybody else. Um, yeah, I don't know any of these fucking people, other than Emily. So I had a hard time with this. There's only eight episodes. I'm only on episode five, and I'm telling you right now, I'm it's gonna be a, a DNF for me. Did not finish. Emily D Talks. I don't know if that's like her. Is it canter, candor? What is it? Like this, the way that she speaks, her her pace.
1: Oh, her candor. Candor. That sounds wrong.
0: I know that there's also a word for how horses trot that sounds like that. So it's not that. Anyways, it's like the tempo of her talking, the way that she speaks. I still get Temperance Brennan like bones. Oh yeah. And and I can't I can't get it out of you my head. Separate. I can't. This is just her without Sealy Booth. Like yeah. that's what this is, right? So, she has three daughters at home. One of them is adopted, and she's a psychiatrist, like it said. And this girl comes into the hospital, but it opens up with her walking out of a cornfield with a bloody knife, and she's also covered in stuff, right?
1: Oh, that's nice. And
0: they bring her to the hospital. So, immediately, I think, like, oh, my God, like, the cult is the furthest thing from my mind at this point. I'm thinking you just got into some trouble and because my mind is fucking weird, I was like, you're the culprit. You, whatever you did with that knife, you done did it. Yep. It wasn't like you disarmed somebody. No, like you did it. Mm-hmm. So then you find out she's got a huge fucking pentagram carved into her back. And then the further into the show you get, the more you start to realize like, oh, she came from a cult. Mm-hmm. The police are involved. She's a psychiatrist. She does weird spell offering shits, whatever. Absolutely Nothing. About this show was shocking or surprising. I didn't even raise an eyebrow and like, hmm, that's interesting. Nothing. This was just regurgitated
1: trash. Yep, that's what that's that's what it sounds like. This was
0: vomit. Hi. (laughs) And this is where I wonder if
1: screen size matters. If the story ain't there, though, size ain't gonna matter. It's just like it's the same. We're on episode six.
0: And you're just finding out that these people are definitely a part of a cult. And I know what's going to happen is it's either going to wrap up and nothing's going to happen or the big climax is going to happen at the end of, episode, like, 15 minutes of Episode 8's finale. And it's a miniseries, so there's nothing after this. It was just
1: so dumb. That pains me. Because we've seen that type of movie everywhere and you know what that's what this should have been
0: a movie this should have been a movie not yeah. a series this was like emily dish and i was like yo i'm out of a job like i need something anything can i get anything and they were like she went to the fucking temp agency and the temp agency is like well there's this little shit part right here and she's like whatever i'll fucking take it i need money wow like that's what this was and it's so fucking cliche the psychiatrist who's so good at her job, but at home she's struggling with her daughters. Her husband is trying to make his own business and it's fucking failing. Yep. They take in this child and all of a sudden things start to go a little out of, cra- like, out of,
1: it's just. It's f- so familiar, regurgitated, just like you said. And that's why I'm like, do people not, like, when people write things, I understand that there's so many other things out there that you have to worry about it being like. But why are you going to be so on the nose? Th- this is what I'm
0: saying. Why like, can't what's you... going on in these board meetings? Like, listen, I know <laughs> it's been done before, but a cult. She's going to sacrifice a bird. Knives are involved in pentagrams. Like, it's like that movie that you saw. Oh, big idea. It
1: takes place in Ohio.
0: Yeah. So it's like <laughs> that movie that you saw underwater. It was like a haunted house underwater. Deep house. Bro, I was like, this is it. This is going to be great. And then you said devil worship. And
1: I was like, you know what? I'm if done. they had kept that out... Yeah, I'm done. Or done... If they had kept even just the bodies under the water coming alive, that would have been cool. But because they did Satan Satan worship whatever, just so and blame it on that... annoying. I was
0: like... Like, there's a dude in a fucking black robe. It looked like KKK shit, but it was just black robe. And I was just like, you know what? I... <laughs> Actually, you know what? I want to see some of the reviews. I want to see what it says. Because... I I just, every cliche possible. Yep, yep. It's a thing. Every cliche possible. Started strong, but only got weaker. <laughs> yep. Like, devil in the details. Oh, a cult of idiocy. <laughs> <laughs> no horror, not a thriller. Yeah, like, I don't. Written by a robot. Teen drama, not horror. That's like an AI wrote this shit. Expect
1: as little as you can. (laughs) At least you're not wrong. At least you're not alone. A victim of the lack of arts education in America. Yeah.
0: Like, Brady Bunch meets satanic cult cliches. Like, I'm telling you, it was so
1: bad. Wow. And you know what? I think this is actually why I haven't (laughs) continued my what?
0: It's like a lifetime film with a budget. (laughs)
1: like this is so bad but i think that's why i haven't further written on my book idea is because it's very close to the sandman like it's close to a lot of things and i'm like well fuck it it needs that
0: spice to differentiate you from everything else but the thing is is that you throw in that little bit of spice and it literally can throw the whole thing out into the left field I'm gonna bring this right fucking back to that stupid book that I read yep. that encouraged me to write my own. We were vibing, yeah. We were on the same page, yeah. the same groove, yeah. And then you went in through some idiotic bullshit in there, and it mm-hmm. threw me completely off. And I get why you did it because you're like, "This is gonna be different," but it's so fucking different that it's the same as everything else.
1: No. no. <laughs> Or that it's so unrealistic that it's, like, not even enjoyable.
0: No. So I'm just like... What are we doing? What the fuck are we doing? I'm not here for it. I don't like it. I give it a two.
1: Wow. And
0: it's only because it's like, I've seen this shit before. Yep.
1: It's been done. it's usually done. done better.
0: Yes, it's been done. This is, like... And I was so surprised because it's a Netflix original. Wasn't she in Antlers? Wasn't
1: she? She was. Who that? Emily Deschanel. I don't know. Was she? Sorry. I was talking to Joe about Antlers earlier because my dad was watching it. It was like, that's really good. But I was like, there was a movie where she was like an alcoholic or something. Boogeyman. No. Oh, Uh, was
0: that? Yeah. They're. She was in Sleepy Hollow? Oh, there was that one crossover episode. So, yeah. Oh, she was in Animal Kingdom.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's what I'm thinking. Oh, is that what it is? <laughs> that's what it was. She was in Animal Kingdom, um, and she played, like, a druggie, and she was actually good. I didn't see Temperance anywhere. Yeah, no, she talks in the same, Yeah. like...
0: Temperance Brennan is, like, so educated that she sounds robotic. Yes. That's what this lady sounds like. Like, there's no there's no mother instinct in her. Mm. There's no nurturing instinct in her. Like, her patients come first type of shit. Like, it just, it's, I was just like, I'm not here for any of that. I don't so, blame you. And speaking of psychiatrists, we're going to wrap this episode up with I Came By on Netflix. Ooh. That was another cliché. A psychiatrist who's yeah. having family issues at home. Yeah, but at least it wasn't the whole like the whole plot. No, thank God for that. I'll um, let you take this because honestly,
1: like I watched this first. Joe didn't even finish it.
0: I I think I have like fifteen minutes left, but it's like again, it's like not. And, and this is why I question: Does the screen size matter? Because it's not. It didn't pull me in.
1: See, it did for me, but you also said that you weren't. Looking at it, you were doing your sister's nails. I know you said you were paying
0: attention. I was still intrigued, and I, I didn't watch the majority while I was doing my sister's nails. I, I watched the beginning. Mm -hmm. The majority I watched here. I was actually paying attention, but I'm still like, as I'm watching it, I'm saying out loud what's going to happen next, and it's happening. So it was to me, it was predictable.
1: And I knew it was was a little bit, yeah.
0: I knew it was gonna end one of two ways. Yeah.
1: And honestly I'm not saying it was the greatest movie ever. I just enjoyed it.
0: Yeah. If it had ended the way that I wanted it to end it, I would have been more impressed than how it actually ended. I'm not gonna spoil it. Okay. Because people, people are—it's brand fucking new.
1: Yeah, it's on Netflix. So it's—I came by, and it's—it is set in England. So we have some nice British. I love it. Actors. Um, the only one that I that you probably know is uh, Miss Kelly McDonald. I didn't recognize anybody. Um, who she does? She's on Boardwalk Empire, and she also did the voice of Merida on Brave. Oh. So she's um she's Scottish. And um uh, she's got a nice voice. And then we have George McKay. He plays Toby. His face, you know, you've seen it. uh, Whatever. And then you also have this douchebag. Hugh Bonneville plays our villain. He is uh, Hector Blake. And Purcell Ascot plays Jay, who is Toby's buddy. And him and Toby have this, kind of like Banksy. They do this graffiti. They're graffiti artists. But what they do is they break into rich homes and spray paint I came by. And it's not just rich homes too. It's like it's like people in the public eye. Yes. So very it's high It's people, people people
0: of importance in society. Yes.
1: So, um, in the beginning, Jay's like, you know what, bro? I got a baby on the way, I'm out. Toby's like, Yo, fuck this. How could you do this? I'm gonna keep doing it was this.
0: Originally Jay's idea too to start yeah. this. So, so I was
1: paying attention. I know. Well, Jay. Um, also works on, he's an arborist. Kind of fine. Oh, yeah. But they both kind of, well, Toby's a little amped. Well, he looks rough, but he looks like he's going through it. Yeah. Um, and he's an arborist, so he was cutting down trees at Hector Blake's house, so he kind of cased the place. And he's a judge. Yeah. A very, uh, famous, a rich judge. Retired? Retired, yes. Um. RIP
0: to Queen Elizabeth, (laughs) by the way.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yo
0: since we're speaking the y'all didn't even wait two minutes no before y'all had fucking tiktoks of princess diana beating the shit out of queen elizabeth when she got
1: to heaven i was here for it though
0: i liked um i liked there was this one girl who i'm so sorry to interrupt you you're
1: fine i like this better there's
0: this one girl who portrays uh like what hell is like i don't know if you've ever seen her but she wears earrings that are like cigarettes Oh yes, yes. And she's like, so it's it's like people always have like the angels coming like, "God, we have a new visitor," yeah. right? Well, this is very much like saying, "We have a new visitor," and he's like, "Who? Queen yeah. Elizabeth." He's like, "Huh? What? What?" <laughs> What are you talking about? Yep. And then there was this one other um TikToker who I absolutely love. And she basically played out what like the discussion would look like. What are you doing here, yeah. Elizabeth? Like you're not supposed to if D comes through and sees you here, we're gonna have a problem. And then yep. God appears and he's like, What? You need to send her back to if D comes into and... <laughs> and there's like this silence <laughs> and D's like, What the fuck is she doing here? Is that like this whole? point out thing and i love it it's,
1: i'm enjoying it but oh, anyways
0: yeah. um sorry guys
1: don't, <laughs> don't rest you. in peace um Seriously. uh shit what am i even saying oh, okay so toby decides that he's gonna do this guy's house by himself right but he breaks in he's hearing shit in the basement <laughs>
0: Now they don't steal anything. This is very much like no. I'm invading your safety, yep. your privacy, yep. and tagging up, letting you know that I was here, and I'm not doing anything. Basically, else. Yeah. scaring the shit out of you. Yeah, and
1: they obviously like post it to their own like private. Yeah, whatever.
0: whatever. Um, he hears shit in the basement. in the downstairs. in the
1: basement. Yep, and he he finds you know he ends up finding a light beneath like a, a, a shelving unit, and of course there's a door behind it, right. and he sees there's a a peephole, a peephole, a peephole. In the door. He sees shit. Um, he sees a dude tied up, bloodied. So, But Hector comes home. So he does leave, um, but he comes back like this dude is haunting him. And he tries to tell his best friend Jay about it, but he like stops him. He's like, no, 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 dude, whatever you're about to tell me, I don't want to hear it. Like I'm not of this life I'm not anymore. not mad at Jay. Right. Oh, no, no. I'm not at all, because he's got a family. I'm he's mad got a girl. at Toby and his mom. Oh, yeah. For sure. So Toby's mom is a psychiatrist, played by Kelly McDonald. And, of course, he goes... You know, like, he goes missing, and she know, she didn't know about the whole graffiti artist thing, but she ends up finding out. They have a very shaky relationship, yeah. Toby oh, and his mom. Rocky. It's
0: really bad. You know, he's very much like, these are not teenagers. They're in their early 20s, yes. but he's still acting like he's 15, 16 yep. years old. He's messy. You know, she works long days, and she just wants her son to, like, just even clean up after yourself. Like, I don't want to have to keep repeating myself. Right. And his solution to everything that she says is to just get his shit and get the fuck out. Like, whatever. Tell her to fuck off and leave. Yep. So they, the last time she saw him, they left each other on bad terms. Yep. Like, she basically kicked him out. Yep. And he told her to fuck off.
1: Yep. And And that was
0: the last time she saw him. Yeah. Okay. So I was paying attention.
1: I know, girl um was she does try to get the folks the folks the cops involved jay ends up stealing some mail at hector's house because he knows that bitch had something to do with it and he puts it in to- he plants it in toby's like quote-unquote secret drawer to help to make his- mom think that this dude had something to do with it yeah um so but they check out his house there's nothing
0: now was he originally on the cops radar that's the one part i think i missed
1: no the the first time the cops Showed up to his house is because of the evidence that Jay planted. Yep. Okay. And that's it because okay. they didn't see anything and they bought, they backed They're out. And they so know. that's why Toby's mom was like casing his house because the cops weren't doing it. She was so fucking obvious. It was like middle yeah. of the night. Her lights were on. I'm like, Bitch, you've never seen a fucking um, movie in your life. Yeah. So, I mean, I won't give away the ending, but like, rich, rich, rich white people. Be doing crazy shit. It's not even rich white people.
0: It's people that are connected within the system. Because I remember talking to my sister, and I was like, um, she's like giving me the play-by-play every time I wasn't looking. And... I remember when he first broke into the house, I was like, so what is it that he's going to find in the basement? Is it bodies or a person? And she starts laughing Mm. and ends up being a person. And um, I was like, you know, it's insane because I feel like the biggest fucking criminals are those within the justice system. Oh, 100%. And it's like, you're going to get away with it, which is why I predicted what I predicted, but I also predicted it in high hopes. Yeah. Yeah. And then you told me that that's not what it was so i'm like well then i have no interest in it mm-hmm. this is why the movie open house that everybody oh, hates yeah, yeah, this yeah, is yeah. why i love that movie yeah because
1: it was very unexpected yeah. um yes i agree with you on that one okay yep. um but i like There, they did explain he himself explained the judge why
0: was in was an underhand
1: way he, way, he did explain where, his came, where from, it came from. from. And I was, and like, I was okay, like, okay, see, that makes, makes sense. sense. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. won't say so, it here because so, I want to give people the opportunity, yeah, but yes, I did so enjoy this. this. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah it, okay, okay. So maybe the body, body in the basement, basement was, expected, was expected, but. But, but I appreciate you know, how
0: they didn't, like, you knew what he was and what he was doing, but they didn't show that
1: side of it. Right. Right. Like, like not, even, not even once. No. At least At not, not in the, the first, first like, first three quarters of the movie. Yeah. yeah. Like, you don't, like, you know. don't know. I'm just glad, I'm just glad, it, wasn't glad it wasn't children. That's all I have to say. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. for so, sure. Like, It was always I, I, grown men. Yeah. Well, mm. so, so I
0: like that you come upon the bloody man, but then you don't know what happens to the bloody man. Mm. You don't know how everything went down with Toby. Like, you don't know any of that shit. And that, and that to is me is okay, okay, because unless you were there with him, man, how would you know? Would you know? Right, right. And, yeah. like that, and like, yeah, for shock, for shock value, value and entertainment's sake, and sake in the movies, movies that's okay. okay. But, but I, it's like with that movie, Open House, like a lot of people that I talked to about it fucking hated it. I fucking love it because you don't know anything. And that to me is the more terrifying part of it is that you don't fucking know.
1: And you can't like, guess oh, the ending at yeah. all. No,
0: this this, this could, be could be anybody. anybody. This, this could be fucking anybody. anybody. This this is, this terrifying. is terrifying to, me that's, to terrifying. me. that's
1: terrifying. And I remember that's why I kept saying I hated it is because I was like it just ended. No And that's
0: kidding. why you hate alien movies too because you're like for what purpose?
1: Wait, what? For what, what, you, what, do what do you mean?
0: You movies like when like it alien? comes to aliens? You do you remember the color, color purple? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I actually actually did enjoy that that
1: I did too. What are you talking about?
0: But you you had said that that you, like, they didn't give me a reason. reason, It's like always always your thing when you're like, uh, I don't get a reason. And I'm just like, Amanda, how the fuck would we even know the reason? They're aliens. They have their own reasons. And I feel feel like the obsession with serial killers is the same thing. Why would you do that? Oh, well, I'll tell you why. But then in your head, you can't line that shit up. But to them, it makes 100% sense. I
1: love it. It's great. Yes, girl. I know. I'm here for it,
0: but, but that's, the that's the gist of today's episode.
1: <laughs> thank uh, you sorry. for bringing that up. For us. Sorry, my bad. bad. So I guess size in the in end, end, size, size does size matter. matter. I guess, I guess so. But, but not when it comes to, to penises. penises girth, girth matters. Yay!
0: Uh, hey! <laughs> <laughs> Even if you're short and chubby, okay. it's okay. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs>
1: Bye. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Oh, God.